All right, what are we? What are we fucking doing? <laughs> I hope you're recording. I hope you have that. I am that confusion. I am in your voice. <laughs> So people this know is what, what podcasting with you is like. Well, people know you what, never, you, what I'm dealing with. No, because no, you never stick to the fucking schedule. <laughs> I mean, I stick to the schedule. It's just uh, my schedule. And I, uh, yeah. I have that in front no, of me. That's not e- no, that's not even true, Michael. Do not fucking lie on this podcast. I have a list. Because for weeks. I have a yes, list. Yes, you have a list that was supposed to be done weeks ago. <laughs> uh, am I being paid for this? That's what I would say. That If you want a time the- podcast. They can pay me. If not, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. My only, my only issue is: are the quote unquote new releases? We never said that. <laughs> we never said new releases. We just said an opening weekend wasted. And yeah, opening weekend. Oh, so we're looking back on how we wasted it sure. like six months yeah. ago. Is that all right? Okay. Yeah, you all right, got fair it. Now. Yes. All right. Okay. I'm in. I'm back God. in. Got to explain that. <laughs> terminology here on off-screen death That's uh, right. i did have to uh before you went on your mini rant there uh, pull up my little notes uh-huh. app uh probably the most expensive <laughs> what app are we doing i've ever purchased tot which i do like it's colorful uh mm-hmm. has seven tabs that's more than enough probably too much for me uh opening weekend wasted this time is with cruella and if I'd waited maybe a little bit longer, uh, maybe it would have been opening weekend for people that don't want to pay for it on Disney+. Plus. How about that? There you yeah, go. I like it. Well done. Right. From the very beginning, I realized I saw the world differently than everyone else. That didn't sit well with some people. But I wasn't for everyone. I guess they were always scared. That I'd be a psycho. <laughs> but a new day brings new opportunities. And I was ready to make a statement. How does the saying go? I am woman. Hear me roar. So I have a bone to pick with you about this one. Okay. Because I try not to pay attention to your Twitter feed at Darn That Day. Me too. Mm-hmm. This may predate the handle change to uh, to that particular name. But mm-hmm. I remember you swearing mm-hmm. off uh, Disney properties and projects. And this is uh, – there's no way around it. It's a, This is a, a Disney, yeah. Disney, yep. Disney movie. It's like they're rebranding live action one of their cartoons – and uh, I guess I'm surprised at your enthusiasm for uh, Cruella, other than, you know, it's got Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. But, uh, yeah, what what has been the sea change to where you're like, you know what, mm. Disney, you, you have my soul. You paid for it. <laughs> I will so watch this. So here is, here is my explanation that you can possibly call bullshit on. Yes. Possibly I, I mean, I will, but so. go ahead. Yeah. I, I know. So my whole reasoning behind not going and seeing Disney movies and paying for them was I felt like they were, you know, destroying small theaters, right? Oh, um, wait a minute. Are you going to blame COVID now? Where it's like, well, Disney didn't look, do it. They're, they're, they're already gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing 
else. So honestly, like that was my thought process. It was like, well, I don't want to support that because like all these small theaters can't make any money now because it because of Disney's business practices. But honestly, the only theaters maybe that will be up and running outside of major metropolitan areas like New York and Chicago are going to be Regal, Century, and this is this is the world we live in Maybe. Now. Maybe they'll yeah. survive. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. tenuous. Yeah, maybe not best. even them. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's my, that's my reasoning behind it. And also having one of those subscriptions, I feel mildly better about, quote-unquote, giving money to Disney because I'm not, you know, giving specific <laughs> ticket money to them. Regal is paying them. I'm paying Regal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which that's is, right. You see how I can just twist you know, this? If you didn't really have to go that far to be like a Regal Unlimited uh, and they don't sponsor the show, I assure you. <laughs> Member, uh, that's also just yes. how the old-fashioned ticket buying thing would work. You're paying a middleman, and they pay. <laughs> so you could have justified this a while ago. All that being said, um, this does seem like a movie that you would like. I actually don't know. We've not had a conversation about it. I saved it for the opening weekend conversation for Cruella. Yeah, of yeah, course. As yeah. any good podcaster would, mm-hmm. yes. Recording this on Father's <laughs> Day, and I, I think this came out this weekend, sure. Along with all the other things we're catching up on. Uh, but, uh, are you going to surprise me and say this was trash or do you love it? Um, like the coward that you are. Well, Michael, you know me very well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like this movie a lot, All even right. more than I expected to. So I walked in thinking like, oh, well it's, you know, it's beautiful Emma Stone, uh, in, in this property. It's, uh, heavily focused on fashion. There's a lot of, a lot of needle drops of music I tend to like. So this this seems like something I would like, but I liked it even more than that. And it it's interesting because the first I would say the first twenty five minutes were a little bit rough for me. Like I was like mm, like I didn't mind the stuff at the beginning with her as a kid. Like it's like a, that got a lot of play on as you brought up Twitter earlier. There was that clip of the dogs going after her mother um, mm-hmm. that got a lot of play. Like oh, isn't this really so stupid? Watch this scene out of context. Ha ha. Uh, and then you know, so I didn't mind that stuff. But the I got to experience kind of that sl- as because I, I didn't know. I didn't know what was being picked on <laughs> or not. Uh, and I had an audible uh, like, "Are you kidding me? Like that's <laughs> <laughs> yes." Mom just goes oh, over agreed. the cliff. All right, all right, that's where we are. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let's see yeah, this goes. absolutely. But I will say the the kind of start of her adult story is a little bit of a slog. Like those first fifteen or twenty minutes of that, I was kind of like, okay, am I into this? Where is this headed? But once um once the other Emma shows up, once Emma Thompson shows up, I think this movie really just kind of flies and is pretty fantastic. Like I would watch Emma Stone and Emma Thompson you know, be catty to each other for about four hours. It would be great for me. This is exactly what I want from a movie. Where so does, it ended up really working for me. Where does the uh, the Devil Wears Prada rank? Does that make any sort of list? Because that's what came to, my, to mind for me is this is a... Of course, yeah. You know, a junior version of that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's seeing powerful women be mean to each other, which uh, yep. I, I guess is men. Uh, we're comfortable with as long as, <laughs> as long as they just don't don't turn it to me. Just well, stay and over also, there. please don't be a power. If there's if there's a you know a, a powerful man on screen, uh, we don't want that. It is sandbox in a in a way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I had similar issues to you, probably more so in the sense that this this thing's two hours and fifteen minutes long. Like it is probably didn't need to be. Ooh, it's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this? I mean, was this the Disney Plus cut? Where they're like, ah, people are watching at home. They they pause it. They right. Walk. It it has they a got different time. feel, and we'll we'll get to um, 
one I, I also caught up with last night and then, of course, berated you for its length uh, in the heights because uh, I clicked play. And that's that's when I noticed I was like two hours and 22 minutes. I'm oh, my God, like this streaming era just needs to die. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I, I had fun with this one. Uh, I I do think that they they hit the same notes quite often. And that's a mm. it's a hard criticism for me to lob against it because it's like well this is it's a family film it's a it's kids movie that's sort of the prime target audience well it should be the prime target audience i don't know yeah <laughs> be careful yeah the disney branding <laughs> it's like much like comic book movies they've, they've skewed like way older um yeah i, I, I worked with a woman who uh she had a, a sleeve and um i was looking at her tattoos one day on her arm and uh i noticed the um, like the fucking teapot or the, like the two, the teapot uh-huh. and the like the little saucer kid, I guess from beauty and the beast um, or whatever. Mrs. Mrs. Potts and chip Oof. is who you're Oof. speaking of. God. Yes. Dave, <laughs> some look, I used, I was in relationship with people who are Disney fanatics. This is, well, they scare me. They, they scare me. And you know, I mean, it's a, a, a grown woman and otherwise seemingly yeah. normal. And then I looked at that and I was like, well, that's a weird thing to have in the sleeve. And then I realized, I was like, oh, the whole fucking thing are all these these Disney cartoons and these characters just mashed together. So are you are you quitting your job now out of fear? She actually this- quit. <laughs> she actually left us. So oh. I don't, I'm not forced. Ooh. Yeah. I, good, good. I, good. And we are friends, <laughs> I guess, you know, as much as you can say you're friends on like social media. Uh, and I think she's been to Disney World three times since, what, Christmas? Dang. So there are those those people. So yes, I need to watch. I guess my fucking mouth. So I'm saying this is just for kids. <laughs> but I do yeah. absolve these type of movies of hammering the po- the point home uh, and sort of setting that mood as far as uh, is this character bad? Is she good? And you have uh, two, I guess, street urchins that become her mm-hmm. uh, her her gang members in a way. And I actually like the dynamic. Normally, the comedic relief yeah. in kids movies. You know, it's a fart joke. It's uh, unfortunately we're doing an Eddie Murphy month on Marcus Played, and we had to Oof. we had to kick out Shrek, even though we'd set some parameters as far as like, okay, let's do the, his biggest box office hit, and that would have been Shrek, and we're like, that doesn't count because he's a talking donkey. But that's sort of the um, <laughs> that's sort of the character I think of when it comes to kids movies that are trying to appeal to adults with this right. comedy that rides the line. I don't think the comedy fails in any regard. Here no. in that way, I, I think it plays it um, strangely uh, respectful to mm-hmm. both children and adults, as far as not trying to cater to the lowest common don- denominator, other than making a Cruella IP, which <laughs> just well, just yes. mining. Yes. Other than yes. that, if you can get past yeah. that, if you bought the ticket, you're in the theater. Uh, I think it's strangely solid. Strangely solid. Yeah, and. And I would argue, like, I'm I'm torn. I think Paul Walter Hauser might be the best part of this movie. Like, I think he's so genuinely funny in this movie. The kind of, there's the kind of repeated joke about, like, okay, where's the job? Where's the, what are we, mm-hmm. what, are, what are we doing? And, you know, there's, of course, the, I, I would say the only, and it still works, but I think the only, quote unquote, comedic moment that, like, kind of is dumb or, like, caters any group is the, like, the cross-dressing uh, sequence with Paul Walter Hauser. That's maybe the only moment that's a little, like, more childish than the rest of this stuff. But I think it, you know, it still fits in with the plot um, and it still is done for a reason. So it's, you know, it fits in with the setting of that too, that, uh, 
you know, the, I, I don't know if I can, <laughs> I can blame Englishmen for this, but it seems like, oh yeah, they, they occasionally, they got to do that. They got to do a bit where they're, they're in some sort of costume where it's like, look at the, look at that guy, the big reveal that it's, uh, right. what, what is his name from the Clint Eastwood movie? It's so funny. I've forgotten the, uh, the Atlanta bombing movie and i remember the tagline richard is, jewel richard jewel is the name of the movie know, you <laughs> will know his name i remember the tagline and i'm like what well, the fuck was his name i don't know <laughs> i will not know his name as a matter of fact i remember him being i was like man he's really good in this uh yeah, the, the movie really good. kind of forgetful obviously but him uh, very good and uh i'm sure disney did not intend for me to be thinking like was he the bomber in that movie? He wasn't the bomber, <laughs> but who is it? But anyway, I, I like him, uh, Joel Fry, a lot, mm-hmm. if I'm not really familiar with. Uh, of course, I think Emma Thompson, Emma Stone, it would have been a shocker if they did not have uh, some sort of delicious chemistry together where they're just playing this, right. uh, you know, drop the, the Kramer from Seinfeld catfight clip, which I, I think <laughs> everyone, yeah, not in a uh, titillating way, but like Meryl Streep and Anne Hathaway, uh, it's just a lot of fun to see these two right. people stare at each other. Um, the reason I ask you about Devil Wears Prada was I was like, Dave, where, where are some of these on the list? Where's where's the the modern version of this? Like, do like we've done um, All About Eve, which strangely didn't get a lot of play. I thought that yeah. would be. Is, nope. is that my fault? Is that programming a Sandra Bullock disaster with that? No, like bring I mean, it down. I you know as we've talked about many times off mic, like there is no. There is no There's way no to gauge <laughs> what is what is going to hit with podcast audiences. Like, who knows? Maybe I don't know. Maybe we don't have a, a big enough gay audience to really pull in all about Eve because that has. Become... I am demanding dicks on screen. I don't understand why. Like, <laughs> a, our psycho episode was all about show me the sausage. All this. I'm I'm trying to put it out there. This is the... and the best part is it's not even a bit. Like this is no. <laughs> this it's, is just like a... talking to Mike off Mike. No different. Mm-hmm. I am a little bit surprised. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score that uh, when I look at Devil Wears Prada, I thought that was sort of like a modern classic. Uh, 75% Rotten Tomatoes. That's a little bit lower than I I would expect from the uh, critical reception. Uh, Cruella, 74%. So, yeah, so basically same the thing, same thing. I guess. Same thing. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a it's a very apt comparison. Like I, you know, I'd heard that before I walked in, so I kind of had that in my head. And then I watched. It, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. And it's a little bit of a, as you mentioned, a more childish is the wrong word, but like it's you know it's a little simpler and it it doesn't. You know, uh, Devil Wears Prada has the whole focuses a lot on the romantic relationship and how she's balancing life and work. And you have a little bit of a different setup here. Uh, the the thing that I heard as far as criticism about this movie is very very funny to me because uh, people were you know people always get weirdly upset about like oh we're making these villain origin stories and we're making them out to be good guys and they're really evil they said the same thing with maleficent that made a billion dollars like same same deal here and the complaint was like oh well it it totally flies in the face of what we know about cruella you know in in these other movies and someone brought up this really good point and i don't think i ever would have thought of this but i was like yeah that's that makes sense to me we never say that about comic book characters Right. If um, if this new the Batman movie comes out with Robert Pattinson, no one's going to be like, well, that doesn't fit with what we know of the George Clooney Batman or the blah, blah, mm. blah. It's like it's a new we're just we're starting over. Let it go. Let's just have a good time. Like, this movie is designed to be fun. Like it's not I'm designed. I'm not surprised you're here. 
and saying, I did not go back and do any fucking research on the of course not. of 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Why would you? It's, you know how damaged and crazy that is? It's like, well, to get prepared for Cruella, I really need to watch the Glenn Close version and the animated version. Like, I need to read the novelization. No, it's just, it's just a Cruella movie. Just go have a good time. It's fine. And like... Honestly, I don't know. And I was really impressed with uh, the director here, Craig Gillespie, because he's not a director I always love. Because I think he also did I, Tanya, uh, which is which mm. I'm not a big fan of, but also it's Paul Walter Hauser. Lars and the Real Girl. Let's see. Let me click that. I felt like button. he's had a very, he did. like, he did. sort and of workmanlike. He did that, that uh, The Finest Hours and Million Dollar Arm. Um, so he's, oh, so he's yeah. a, f- a featured player here, but he yes, also did his... the Fright Night remake, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So yeah, he has that sort of, um, <laughs> I guess he's not an auteur in that way where there's no. some sort of like <laughs> sensibility, which I actually kind of dig. I, I think other than maybe, I mean, there is a certain visual flair, but it's, it's something I like about Soderbergh, who's got something coming up where it's like, mm. it, it's like so often he's done what's considered lesser Soderbergh. It's like how many times is there going to be a lesser Soderbergh where you're like, oh, this is this is just his bag. He likes he right, likes to do right. sort of genre experiments. Um, right. Not everything is going to be uh, sex lies and videotape or, or traffic uh, like the you know the the, right. the important staples of, of cinema there. Uh, with uh, obviously James Spader's inability to uh, get a boner. That's you know mm-hmm. that's something critics can. It's the real important work. Right. I do have a uh, a non-splat, but um, an accurate, but also seemingly kind of unfair to me uh, criticism, uh, which this review is dated June eighteenth. Um, so hmm. pretty recently. 20th? There, you start this episode uh, blasting me for taking weeks off. <laughs> you found your uh, favorite reviewer now. <laughs> uh, Angie Hahn of Mashable, which oh. I believe I've heard her on podcasts. Before. Yeah, no, she's really good. I like her. Mm-hmm. So her – and then this is just what they pulled out of the reviews. So we, we often do on our show notes and, and on the, the recordings themselves is just give you sort of the brief summary of it. So non-splat, these clothes are the boldest element of a movie that otherwise wears its supported – or where's it supposed punk rock influences like a kid discovering hot topic for the first time. Okay. A, a little, yeah. a little insulting, but also valid to me. Like it's right. like given the age group, what is wrong with a 10 year old right. going to hot topic and enjoying the clothes, enjoying their first steps into rebellion, even if it is, uh, heavily cultivated by right. <laughs> corporations. Right. I, don't, I don't understand that. So there's two there's two interesting things there. One, like I do agree that the fashion is actually really bold, and that's something that needs to happen here and doesn't happen in a lot of movies that are supposedly focused on fashion. Like you'll watch this movie that's all about fashion, you're like, yeah, it looks like stuff I could buy at the mall that doesn't look too mm. outlandish. And here it's like there, you know, there's a there's a sequence, you know, very late in the movie as you know uh, Emma Thompson goes to f- go get this dress that's locked up. And I don't want to give that away because it's a great visual. But this movie really, I was I was, and that's another reason I was really impressed with Craig Gillespie. You you mentioned him as a workman like director right and yet there is a lot of visual flair in this movie it is not just to kind of set the camera up and let's go it's like there's some real thought so behind it those those disney disney greenbacks that just that's just come okay. up they just they just back up the truck of disney money that's and, right uh, do whatever you want craig <laughs> yeah i mean dave's paying regal who then yes yes, <laughs> yes they're paying i would have been thinking yes um but like 
you know, this whole idea of like this movie isn't punk rock enough. It's like, what were you expecting exactly out of this? Like, yeah, were you expecting like Cruella by way of train spotting? Like, what are you like? What are you looking for in this movie? Like, this was never going to be a quote unquote punk rock film that really challenges. Well, you're trying to challenge ten year olds like this. This is, by the way, this is my one of my nieces' her very favorite movie. Her favorite movie she's mm. ever seen. Yeah, uh, this I is. See that. I don't. I don't want. Her to go watch Cruella and it be like, oh, this is really punk rock and grimy. And like, no, this is this is for all ages, right? Did you want the Milan uh, live action movie to be like violent and bloody and gory because it's set during a war? Do you want de- decapitations? Like, it's like this is this is exactly what they're going for. I'm sure Disney would look at that review and be like, yeah, and that that sounds about right. That's what we're going for. We're not trying to win, you know, best screenplay here. We're we're trying to make an entertaining movie for all ages. It doesn't bore parents to tears, but still entertains the kids, and it's still just an interesting movie. And frankly, I think they succeeded. I think the box office has been hard to gauge on on this one since you know I had the foresight yeah. to uh, hold off recording for a month uh, to give us <laughs> more perspective. Foresight is that what foresight. we're calling it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, in the sense that it, I think it's done well in COVID times, but I, I think given its its budget, uh, which I think was around a hundred million dollars, I, I don't think it's done probably as well pre-COVID as they would have anticipated or liked. Also, yeah. as we mentioned, it's on Disney Plus, so I don't know. It's a family film, so that's sort of primed uh, the pump there to uh, to pay your thirty dollars and let the kids watch it for a week or whatever whatever time period they give them. Um, but I I did have the thought as I was sitting in theater that. Um, I, I kind of go against the review, even though, yeah, I, I do agree that it's, it does kind of feel hot topic ish, uh, for something that is based on a, a classic Disney animated film. It's a little bit of a risk, uh, in the sense that, you know, I mentioned the length, mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned the fact that you are, uh, building, uh, one of these, these big summer, you know, attempted blockbusters around a villain. And I know they did it successfully. What feels like centuries ago with Maleficent with Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. That's also a very different time period, uh, for these type of things. And, uh, I, I do think this is one of those, it's probably for me, a more successful birds of prey. And that, uh, that was a movie that, and hear me out, whatever listeners we have that sort of <laughs> reeked of, this is one, uh, for the ladies, uh, in a, in a good way, as far as like, mm-hmm. there was an attempt to kind of show, uh, the, the fanboys, the door a little bit, like this mm-hmm. is not for you. I think it was probably unfairly attacked. Now I had, I had all sorts of issues with, <laughs> with that movie, as far as the, uh, the reliance on the continuity, the, the, the jokers sort mm-hmm. of like presence over it where i was like i thought we were just clean it all up just say there's no more jared leto he's not in it don't even fuck god what a what a better world just no more jared leto (laughs) um and this one yeah the the only thing i I had issue with is probably the most boring like movie podcast review is like yeah it's a little too long you know just cut it up a little bit uh it, it was a good time i can say that my wife really really had fun with it and i don't think she had any expectations for it i think she saw this as uh my husband has missed the movie theater so much that he's dragging me to a film for kids. We don't have children. And what is this nonsense? And um, instead came away thinking that, you know, Emma Stone uh, really sort of sank her teeth in this. and was just a fun character yeah. just to watch for two hours. Yeah, that's actually something I was thinking 95 about. minutes would be my, my cut. Yeah, but sure. There you, there you go. Something I was thinking of is this is, you know, these 
uh, these kind of villain backstories, they're they're easy for either the lead actor or actress to either kind of get lost in the performance or to just phone it in. Because uh, you're like, well, I'm under all this hair and makeup. Everybody knows I'm Cruella. Look at this hair. Look at this ridiculous outfit. I could just kind of, you know, just mail it in here. And she never does. Like, she really goes all out, you know, with the accent work, with the... You know, the the kind of body language, everything like she does real work here. Like this is some people when they get the kind of big Disney check or the Marvel check, which is the same check, they can just be like, okay, yeah, what do you want me to do? All right, I'll do that half speed. It's fine. You'll fix it in post. And there's none of that here. Like, actually, it this performance um, reminds me of her performance in The Favorite in terms of just kind of Hmm. going all out for it in a in a role. Another one. That your uh, niece should definitely be watching right now. Nope, sure. maybe not yet. <laughs> Give that five or six years. Yeah. So it's like, and again, totally different styles of movie, but she is a, it's a type of character that before the favorite, maybe you wouldn't expect Emma Stone, America's Sweetheart to play. So I'm glad that she's out there taking risks, which is weird to think of a Disney property as risk taking. Um, but I think in this case, when you're playing a character that the one thing they know about it is like, crazy and wants to murder dogs it is a little bit risky so i was i was happy to see emma stone like really go all out in this role i was a little concerned as a uh dog lover uh even though i've had uh, so many problems there's there's my out so many attempts to record problems with my uh, mm. pitbull who uh as of this recording has been laying at my feet the entire time silent so i just talked through the no hitter um, I was a little concerned that when we opened with uh, Dalmatians um, involved in her mother being <laughs> thrown off a cliff. Like, it's so funny. It's legitimately funny. Every time I think about it, the about CGI to dogs. Why she, why she wants to skin dogs. Like, okay, I don't know. Like, it's, yeah, sure. That's, that's certainly traumatic. <laughs> I would not ever adopt a Dalmatian at right. that point. Right. But I was a uh, unnerved at the beginning where I'm like, I I don't want to go in that direction entirely, which is funny. Like I'm looking at people I'm friends with on Letterboxd and there are a lot of, uh, and mostly it's decidedly men. Uh, they're talking about how this ruined the character. Um, I, I didn't know who like, cares. I'm, who I'm cares? almost 40. I didn't know there was like a contingent of grown men that were like really defensive about the Cruella. Poor uh, Cruella. Narrative. Who will speak for Cruella, Mike? Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is one uh here's a, kind of a mean one but it's three stars which is kind of where i sit as far as like yeah it's pretty good solid um carrie uh Jorzinski, who says uh that took a lot all caps of minutes to explain something neither i nor you ever cared to know <laughs> that's the that's the review like, well oh, if you stars. don't want if you don't want uh, <laughs> see this this drives me crazy because if you don't want things explained about a character that you know why would you why would you watch their origin story like why would that, you spend that, the time on it that's kind of the concept of our show and right, why, why right. are you choosing to watch right, this why are you right. choosing to exactly to like your limited maybe that person should have waited the six months until our episode came out and then known this is not for me I I, uh, I tend to go the other way. I mean, I agree with that review when uh, Cruella was announced, but as with most things where they're just mining their intellectual property to yes. remake and everything, I feel like almost all of them you could say, eh, do we really need to know more? Um, right. To me, you watch it just for Emma Stone and Emma Thompson just talking shit to each other. Yeah. You enjoy it. You revel in that. Uh, the comedy works. 
so yes, I agree with that in concept. And even having watched Cruella and mostly enjoying it, I still don't really care about her right, origin story. Right. I just care that, uh, you know, it, this is one of those things that you often have said when we record that, uh, you know, if you have a different different actor here, uh, maybe that changes the whole dynamic. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if it's it could be someone just as equally talented as Emma Stone, but, you know, for whatever reason, if they play it just slightly different, uh, maybe this is a total slog. And you're right. just wondering, like, it's a version of doing the, the, uh, the theme park sort of dress up thing. Like, we've got someone famous to cosplay as Cruella. Right. I think that Emma Stone managed to uh, go beyond that mm-hmm. uh, without it becoming like obnoxious, like Joaquin Phoenix, like Joker, like take right. this character super fucking seriously. Right. When really right. he's just as goofy and obnoxious as Cruella DeVille. Yep. And I think now that I think about this, it should be no surprise that both of us like this movie because uh, we both have an affinity for movies where people are just needlessly mean to each other. Uh, it's, it's very enjoyable. <laughs> this, so this is basically like a Kubrick movie is what I'm saying. <laughs> just talk shit for two hours and 22 minutes uh, and we'll be fine. We'll be happy campers in that theater. So that's where we end up on Cruella. I hope we have found those people. I hope they yes. uh, listen to Offscreen Death for a very similar reason. Uh, come back on the next episode where I'm sure Dave will open by attacking me for not having these episodes up uh, in time for you, uh, you thieves. Uh, we, we don't get any sort of Disney cut. Uh, there's no middleman. Regal is not collecting our monies for us. This is all free. So go fuck yourself. Unless you want to look us up on Patreon. Uh, look up Offscreen Death on hey. Patreon. Don't uh, Don't then, make me put a bonus. And then, then, Mike. What? <laughs> Ooh. Then the idea is, do I pull back content I've been giving away for free and say, oh, now this is a paywall. Now all the opening weekend wasteds uh, that'll show up, you know, uh, three months later for the video release, which I don't know what that means anymore. Then we never put them up and, like, nobody but, like, two or three people know. It's, a, it's the perfect crime. It's... <laughs> I don't know if there's ever going to be a movie made about that particular perfect crime. Um, it's just very sad. Maybe a Soderbergh movie. Maybe yes. <laughs> it's just a, a yes. sad we will, crime. I'm happy to be represented by lesser Soderbergh. I'm totally fine. Got a movie coming up that may be one. Uh, I think it comes to HBO first week of July. Yeah, I'm excited. So. After yep. last year's Soderbergh, I'm very excited for the next one. So. I may have to cut that out. Let's not end on a high note. Let's end on attacking (laughs) ourselves, our listeners, just lashing out entirely. Yeah, you all go to hell.